Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Digital Marketing Agency Builders Podcast. In this show, we discuss the rapidly advancing digital marketing industry and how to grow a profitable marketing agency with some of the best minds in the space. Since 2015, Tyler Narducci has been building and scaling his own digital agency, helping businesses grow and market their services and products through online advertising. Now, he's helping other startup digital agencies launch and scale rapidly to six figures with the Done For You Agency program. If you are interested in taking your agency to the next level and skip all those painful mistakes most have to make by learning directly from those killing it in the digital agency space, then apply now at dfy-agency-program.com scale. That's dfy-agency-program.com scale. There will be a clickable link in the podcast show notes below. Now, let's dive into today's episode. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of the Digital Marketing Agency Builders podcast. Today, I'm super excited. We are talking about how to ignite your agency sales with a personal brand. So I'm very excited to have with me today, Matt Johnston. After 15 years as a viral video pioneer and theater director, building programs at New York Magazine, Business Insider, Now This, and Men's Health, Matt left the mean streets of New York City to dive into digital entrepreneurship. He's the founder and creator of Guide Social, a video ad creative agency that served hundreds of clients across the world, including 17 Shark Tank companies. He's also the founder of Ignite Creators, an education program to help creatives build six and seven figure businesses. Matt lives in Pennsylvania with his wife and two kids, plays far too many video games for a 40 year old, and is a coffee obsessed morning person who couldn't do meaningful work after 5 p.m. if he tried. Matt, I can very much relate to that last line there. Uh, excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. I must have been drunk when I wrote that. that crazy little intro. <laughs> it was quite relatable. On, <laughs> for sure. No, I'm happy to have you here. It was actually quite relatable. Listen, I, uh, I after 5 p.m., it just, it, I'm, a, I'm definitely more of a morning person myself. So I noticed that my energy drops around 3 p.m. every day, Eastern time. And literally the other, like about four or five, no, maybe six months ago, I was like, nope, not even going to try to work after four. I have a, we have a studio, a physical studio. I just leave. Like at 4 p.m. every day, I leave. I go pick up my kid from daycare. I go home and don't do any work the rest of the day. So we are talking about how to leverage a personal brand to increase agency sales. So to start... How does one actually create a personal brand and what goes into it? Well, I mean, obviously, it's no surprise that when you're building an agency, you're there's such like the, the competition is insane. So the number one thing that you need to focus on is how you're unique and what your sort of unique deliverable is. But also sort of from a market, it's more important from a marketing perspective, what your unique mechanism is. And people are just always going to be drawn to people more than they're going to be drawn to companies. So building a personal brand is probably the most valuable thing that you can do. And sometimes people say that that's not a good idea because, you know, oh, what if I want to sell my company one day and everything? It's like, I think you need to walk before you run. Um, when you're trying to get to six figures a month, I mean, up until you get to six figures a month, I think that you should be leaning on your personal brand to get clients. And um, that means that you need to get, first of all, extremely focused on who you are, what you do, and how you're unique. And ideally, a unique mechanism and perspective to the way that you approach the fulfillment that you do. Uh, that's the sort of basic 101 of it. Not even focusing on personality, like I'm going to be the crazy guy or whatever. Like I think it needs yeah. to be about what's the unique, um, the unique proposition and value. Because if you're out there saying, I run Facebook ads for clients and scale them from six figures to seven figures, that's just that's not attractive enough. I think that your personal brand needs to be a little bit more about the unique emotional benefit and a system that you have to get people there. And then that can drive all of the brand uh, content and sales that you do. Yeah, I mean, that 
that I run Facebook ads and scale businesses. I mean, like you and everyone else, right? So you'd have yeah. to be a little bit more, uh, I don't know. You'd have to be able to stand out a little bit more for sure than that. Um, okay. So let's say you do find, you know, your, your personal brand, I guess, at what platforms should you concentrate on to promote that personal brand? So I think, um, so first of all, just to, just to drill down on what this unique mechanism is, cause it's really, really important. Um, <clears throat> you need to be able to basically, it, it, it's, it's not like you have to reinvent the wheel. It's not like you have to, let's say you're a Facebook ads agency. You don't have to do Facebook ads different than you think will work or anything like that. You don't have to find a different way to do it. You, it's all about positioning. You need to position a different way that you do it. So let's say, so you build a system, you know, like we all have systems. I have a billion systems. Tyler, you probably have systems. I have the hero system for viral video. I have the four R's for video ads that convert. I have the seed system to create headlines for like, we all have these unique mechanisms and um, it's not that they're, they're definitely not BS. They work, but it's about framing that. And once you have that, you sort of need that seed to be able to go out and be on all of these platforms. I mean, um, I am sort of, I think this changes all the time. I, to, to be completely honest, I don't really think that as far as like, once you do have your focus and your mechanism and all of this, like sort of straightened out from a personal brand side, I don't really think you need to focus on being omnipresent, like being everywhere. Um, because that's extremely hard and it's not super scalable. And everybody that I have come across, including myself that tries to do it quits it because it just feels like too much and you don't know how to do it. Um, if, if, if I were starting from scratch today with organic stuff specifically, I would do really just YouTube and, um, I would repurpose as I had time for basically, I think ultimately people focus a little bit too much on vanity metrics when they're building their personal brands. So they'll focus on views and views and comments and likes and subscribers. And, um, you know, a lot of these people aren't making any money. Um, <laughs> I, I and, totally get that. I, I feel yeah. that a lot. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Even with a podcast, right? Like all yeah. of these things have to like, is, does this have a monetization plan behind it? That makes sense, which doesn't mean it has to be quick necessarily. Cause a lot of this stuff is a long-term game, but does it have a plan that makes sense? Like we all see people online. Like there's a couple of business coaches, um, that I love on like, obviously Gary V does this stuff. And, uh, there's a guy named, I think David Meltzer or whatever. He's amazing on Instagram, but like in just like all these short video content all the time. And I can see how somebody would want to do that, but it's very difficult to reproduce. I think that, um, a YouTube channel is the best place now because the algorithm is, is so built around intent and search that the best thing you can do is build a YouTube channel. And if you want to build a podcast too, just sort of repurpose that podcast to the YouTube channel, but have YouTube be the thing. Cause it's very difficult to find podcasts as well. So I think that, um, that's sort of the best way to go right now. I wouldn't focus on a lot of the other stuff. Um, and in general, I'm a little anti-social media these days, to be honest with you. Like I, I, I think that it gives, uh, it gives a lot of people imposter syndrome and makes them feel like they're behind and they're not good enough. And, um, I think the less of it you consume, the better. I think you should focus on your unique value and create and go to the platforms where your audience most likely is going to be looking for you, which is not necessarily a newsfeed based platform. Um, so for example, if you're out there saying, I got to make a TikTok, I got to make a TikTok, I, I would, I would recommend that you look at other avenues first because, um, it's just very difficult to, to feed that and to feel comfortable with it. And people aren't necessarily looking for you there. All of these things are good to have, but they're like a, they're like plan D, you know? Um, yeah. I, I, I personally feel like, and you'll probably quit anyway. So I would focus on, I would focus on YouTube or, um, just simply, um, running content based ads and building your list and then building a community. Um, Matt, you said a lot there. <laughs> so I'm trying to, try I always and go do. Back. Uh, yeah, you said a lot there. So 
our first thing on the on the people focusing on vanity metrics and yeah. not really making any money yeah one of the things that i mean that helps me avoid that hurdle was i didn't start with the brand the personal brand first i started with the business first and got that profitable and then once i had more time like i had my systems and processes down and i brought in the people to help me manage those systems and processes and i had more time in my day then i leveraged that time to build on more longer term things that weren't going to necessarily show you know roi immediately um like my personal brand right so getting content out there making sure that i'm doing things like this uh that you know gets my voice out there and 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 you know involved in the the space online so i think if you're if you're an agency owner and you're hearing this this episode one thing i would say to definitely take away from it is don't like stop your your agency to go build your personal brand to then build the agency on the back of the personal brand because in my opinion that's the long way around uh and you're going to go through a long period of time with like you know likes and no money <laughs> so get into revenue focus on the core business fundamentals first and then use a uh you know use a personal brand to then take your agency to that next level and and continue to you know grow in that way and i find that when you have a personal brand it really helps build authority for these sales calls so you're assuming that you'd already have sales calls going for the business so that when people come through the pipeline they're like oh yeah i've seen i seen tyler uh, out there and i and i know i know his content and i really like him and so that helps the sales process but i wouldn't i didn't do that in reverse right i didn't put the tyler out there and then get the sales calls it was it was backwards so that kind of helped me um what are your thoughts on that I mean, sales first, always like sales first, always. Yeah. The only thing that I'll say, obviously, is that the, the listen, like running, like running, running the marketing for an agency is and sales is a very simple process. Generate calls and close them. And it, it, ultimately, a lot of agency owners get really stuck on that first step. Now, I, I'm sure that you have a lot of systems and processes in your programs and everything to generate these leads and everything like that. Some people have found, uh, and I know I've been there too, that one big piece of getting larger clients or whatever, or dream clients or whatever, uh, sooner is to is for is through direct selling strategies so and i also do think that some of the some of the work that you put into figuring out what the personal brand is i.e the unique way that you serve um is going to serve you very well on sales calls when you're trying to for, when, when, when you have to do objection handling um, you know, why should I hire you and not somebody else? Ideally, you've gone through the sales process a little better than to get a question as pointed as that, but that's sort of the idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I 100% agree. You should do sales focused things first. I mean, you can make a very good argument that until you get to like 50 K per month, you probably shouldn't even be worrying about doing any social media. If somebody told me that was the strategy, I would say, yeah, absolutely. Just generate calls. Uh, but just know that one great way to generate calls, um, can also be by directly trying to get in touch with the, the, the decision makers. And there's some personal brandy stuff to that. Does that make, does this sort of answer your question? I mean, there's no one way to skin a cat, right? Like ultimately we all need to generate as many leads as possible that are qualified on a daily basis to be able, it's just a numbers game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you have to have some type of presence online where I guess you're dipping into personal branding there uh, before you generate those calls. Um, but I would say just before you spend all your days focusing on creating personal branded content, like one of the things that drives me yeah, crazy is when we, yeah. when we bring on a new agency in the program and they're so hung up on their niche or they're so hung up on like their logo or the way this website thing looks. And I'm like, you are missing the whole forest for a specific tree. Like, and, and you're stuck there for weeks trying to perfect some branding type thing when that's not going to be the thing that gets you the calls, closes the deal, makes your clients happy. None of it. So right. I, yeah. I think it, it's, it's amazing. Um, 
fire that can help move your brand, but it's just not the first thing uh, to do in, in many, many cases. You mentioned earlier that you would focus uh, on YouTube primarily. So why YouTube and what do you do there specifically? It's just the, it's just the only place where people are searching for solutions. Um, every other platform is newsfeed based and that's interruption marketing essentially. You know, I mean, I think the second place to look at is probably your personal Facebook profile when you're talking about the algorithms that are going to favor things. Um, but I think that Facebook is, it's, it's, it's going in a, it's going in a rough direction, it's, but it is uh, going rough, right? Yeah. But, uh, YouTube is, it's YouTube is one of the fat. I mean, YouTube is everything. I mean, I think in 10 years, YouTube will like run the world when it comes to content and they they all, they almost run it now. YouTube I was going to say, doesn't now, Google yeah. already run the world? <laughs> they do. And of course, YouTube is the second most visited website in the world, I believe, to Google.com. <laughs> and I also but, believe that it's the second, like technically, well, I guess this, this follows, but the second biggest search engine in the world to Google. Um, so, uh, I mean, if, if, if you think about it, when you're posting content on all these other platforms, including Instagram and where everybody wants to be and TikTok, which is so hot, they're, they're not looking for you there. So you're interrupting them and then you're playing this super long game. YouTube is also a long game, but they're searching for your solutions. Theoretically, it also gives you a better place to send people when they do want to know a little bit more about you because it's just better brand building. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, ideally since it's a search engine, it's just the best way to go. Like one of my, um, one of my good friends, um, Kim Garst who's like the queen of social media. Like she's even now, <laughs> we, 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 we talk all the time, uh, about, about this stuff. And she's like, honestly, Pinterest and YouTube, I think are it now, you know, because they're both search focused. I don't know that I would build my agency on Pinterest, but YouTube, yeah. It's very, it's very, very interesting. And of course, then there's the obvious layer of that video is always going to build affinity more because you can see people's eyes and you can feel closer to them by, and have that proximity without having proximity and building that. I mean, that's what YouTube is, you know, like that's everything. It's a video based platform. So I would focus on that. Um, and you, you asked me what to do on there. Um, I wouldn't get too much in your head. In fact, I'm I'm really interested in um, the idea of, you know, you see all these YouTube creators on YouTube and everything, and there's like one way to build a YouTube channel, and it's like you got to get your, you got to get your lighting set up and your studio all good, and you've got to buy your 14 millimeter uh, lens so you have that YouTube aesthetic, and you need to, you know, make sure that you have practical lighting behind you, and you know the, that you've got, you know that you've got like the perfect uh, boom mic set up and you know, you got to put $1,500 into that. And then you've got to, you know, whatever you have to script everything and buy the right teleprompter and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, I think that's all garbage. Like, I think that, I mean, not that the people that do that are not creating great content because they are, but like, that's paralyzing. Not to mention, I feel like there's something about talking to the camera that makes it almost makes you feel a little bit like, okay, what do you want from me? Uh, what I'm getting really interested in is creating content on YouTube that you could just literally like have somebody interview you and chop it up into pieces that you put on YouTube or get, uh, like arrange a small, uh, a small group in your community of like five people that you could just like speak to and give advice to about your topic, have it filmed and then cut that up into content because that actually feels as long as we can see and hear you really well, that actually feel, it feels more authoritative. It's way easier to produce, like really easy. Like you could hire somebody on Upwork or Fiverr to slice those videos up to you after somebody shoots it like on their phone, if you need to. And having that stuff out there in the world, it just makes you more of an authority. It's easier to produce. You don't have to get in your head about things. Um, I think those are some easy ways to get started on YouTube without doing the whole like creator thing. Yeah, for sure. And another way to leverage that as an agency really is if you're already like you're targeting a niche, right? And so you want to talk about 
things going on in your industry, in your niche. And so if you get people that are, you know, running businesses in that niche uh, to talk to you, you have podcast episodes, you have YouTube videos, and you have a connection to a potential client after you film those type of things. So I think there's a, a ton of value there. Why, Great strategy, um, yep. Yeah, it's huge. Um, why would you say a personal brand matters if you already have a successful company? Well, that's a really good point. If you already have, so first of all, I don't know what successful company means, but if you have reached your goal, let's say you want to build a six figure per month agency and you have done that without a personal brand, I don't think that you should create one if that's all that you want. If you want to build a second revenue stream selling information, like you want to uh, build a second revenue stream building a program like you have or building um, like coaching and consulting for other agency owners, or you want to branch out and be an author, you want to speak on more stages because that's what you personally in your personal life want, then you should do it. If nothing, if, if you don't want to do anything other than build this company, have this company be big and maybe sell it or get it huge, don't even bother with a personal brand. It's not necessary. Yeah. yeah. I think that's important to highlight is that personal brands can be, you know, fuel to grow your business. But if you're already in a place where you're happy with the progress of your business and you've done that without the help of a personal brand, then don't kill yourself because you think that everyone has to have a personal brand now. Like it's one tool that can help you grow. But if you're already where you're at, like it's a matter of, do I actually want to do this? And that actually leads me to my next question really well, because a lot of people may be camera shy. I know a ton of people that don't want to be on camera or on zoom yeah. or in videos, or even, you know, fame is not for everyone. Not everybody wants to, to have a lot of people looking at them. Right. So can you build a personal brand and not be willing to constantly be in front of a camera? Yeah, of course. How it's, it's maybe a little harder, but you can do it. And the only reason, and I don't know, harder is relative because if you really hate being on camera, you know, but I believe that the quickest way to it, like I always say the quickest way to a conversion is video. Um, and obviously the, the quickest way, I mean, people buy from you because they know, like, and trust you. The quickest way to get to know, like, trust is video. But, uh, I mean, you know, I was obsessed with Seth Godin's way of looking at marketing for many years before I even saw a video that he was in because I read his books. So obviously you can build a personal brand without it. So how would you do it in this day and age? You would probably, um, obviously you would create a blog and come up with a really, and create really value-based content there and find ways to drive traffic to that and make it somewhat opinionated, you know, like not just like how to do this, how to do that, like all of HubSpot's blogs or something like that. Like put your opinion, like write essentially columns, you know, like old school newspaper column, like in your blogs about how, how to do this, how to do that from my unique perspective with my unique mechanism. So you can still do that with blogs. It's just the written word, you know, obviously the written word has been has been influencing people for thousands of years. So it, it still works. It's just about, you know, people just worry about getting eyeballs on it, but it's the same thing can happen with video. I think that it's a great, if you are interested in having personal brand be a tool, I think it's a great strategy to just, to just with your re to just run a retargeting campaign on Facebook at like a dollar a day for any content that you want to get out there in the world, you know, reach campaigns or traffic campaigns or whatever it is to your retargeting audience, like people that are already like interacting with you and send your, like have your blogs come up in their feeds that are value-based, have your videos come up if you want to do video. Um, but yeah, I think writing is the other way to do it. You can also do that through LinkedIn. Like a lot of people do it on LinkedIn. They just write longer articles on LinkedIn. Um, and there's more that goes into that game because you have to engage with other people on the platform. And that's a whole social selling thing that I don't get into, but, um, there's that as well. Um, and of course podcasts, right? I mean, yeah. you don't have to be on video to run a podcast, but you have to find a way to get eyeballs on that podcast. So you have to promote it, have a marketing strategy, all those things. Um, and then of course there is some value, lots of value to just like look at having a personal brand in a different way, like have a personal brand 
to the audience that you're building rather than having a personal brand to everybody in your niche. Essentially, doing a form of list building and then emailing them every day, um, that builds personal brand within that community, which arguably could be the highest ROI brand building that you can do because you're directly talking to your potential customers because they've already given you a little yes. Hopefully that sort of answers your question. That's definitely a way to do it. You can't get away from creating content though if you want to build a personal brand. I can't of think course. of a way I to mean, do a, that. The, a personal brand is just a collection of content online. I mean, that's ultimately that's that's pretty all much like is. other than speaking. Like, if you're getting a lot of speaking gigs, you could potentially argue that's a way to build a personal brand without content. But ultimately, like that is sort of you know whatever. It's just sort of semantics because you're ultimately going to have to use and get that content out there into the world of your speaking to be able to get people to notice it and even care. So, um, yeah. That's true. I think you said something that's really, really important. And I think when people hear personal brand, they want to immediately like make their personal brands viewable by the masses or to, like you said, like go to an entire niche or a, a big population of people. And their head instantly goes to those vanity metrics. Like you talked about before, likes, comments, shares, views, right? I want, you know, hundreds of thousands of views, all that. Right. Um, on a previous podcast I did, I was talking to someone about how I would much rather have very, very few views on my video if 50% of them were people actively considering buying my package, right? Or buying a, a marketing package that I'm offering at the time. If I have 10 views, but five of those people are literally in the sales process and that video gave them what gave authority to me and my brand to go ahead and move through that process, I made five sales out of those 10 views, then I'm good with 10 views, right? Instead of a hundred thousand views where no one really knows me, the content is okay. Uh, but I just got a bunch of views. Like at the end of the day, views aren't dollars. And so if you're making a personal brand, I think not aiming for everyone, but aiming for people that you're already in front of and, uh, and following you or, or engaged with your business already, if you have the business running and then you're adding the, the personal brand can be like you said the most effective way to use a personal brand is to further, like we said, like the whole art, like this whole podcast is called how to ignite your existing agency sales with a personal brand, instead of creating the personal brand and hoping that one of those hundred thousand people says, Oh, I want to buy something now. Um, it's more about targeting your content instead of just to the masses. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree. I think in general, like agency owners have a problem with focus and um they have a problem with oh my god shiny objects yeah well yeah and you know i'm sure that both of us have, i mean that's happened to me a million times still happens all the time um but you know one of the best thing that one of my i'm in this like high level mastermind group and the be one, one of the best pieces of advice that he ever gave me was um you need to focus like at least 70 to 75% of all of your energy on the revenue on revenue generating activities in your business. Um, and one of the biggest problems that agency owners have is they get really stressed out about getting leads. And so they're like, I can't get leads. I can't get leads. How do I get leads? And then they go chase leads and have that scarcity mentality that ended up leading them to not get leads because they're just not following the systems and processes that they need to do to get the leads. And then if they do get a client, all they do is fulfill for that client. And then they stop trying to get leads. And then it turns into, oh my gosh, I'm not making any money, guys. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you spending your time on? And so that's why you have to be very intentional with this stuff. Don't get paralyzed by it, but say, okay, so all I need to do is generate calls. That's literally your job. All I need to do is generate, uh, generate sales calls. Okay, how do I do that? What are the different avenues that I can do that? Okay, I have a funnel, okay? I have a way to run traffic to that funnel, great. Are there other ways that I can generate high quality traffic to that funnel? Like for example, could I find a way for content to fuel that funnel? Hmm, okay. How much time will that take me? And is there a way to do that where I can drive really high quality traffic to that funnel and, and find a way to carve that out in my week where I know that when I'm making this YouTube video or writing this blog, this is directly linked to money. There's a strategy behind it there. 
that's what you need to be spending all of your time doing. The best thing that you could do is be like, okay, from 8 a.m. to noon every single day, I'm only going to focus on the things that make me money, and I'm doing no fulfillment during that time. Um, focus is huge. Focus is enormous, right? And if you like mix the Pomodoro technique in with that strategy, you'll really win because you'll be able to sort of take it into bite-sized chunks and like start crossing things off your to-do list and getting those dopamine rushes. And you'll start to see that you make a ton more money when you... It's all a mindset game. It really is. I mean, Tyler, you give people the systems, right? And the reason that people probably... Like, if, it's just mindset. It's like, are you focusing on the things you should be focusing on? Are you doing the work? Are you getting distracted? You know, it sort of comes to like, do, do you believe that you can do it? It's another huge thing. Like, do you really believe in yourself? Do you really believe that you can make money doing these things? That's what it comes down to. I think to sort of a I tangent couldn't... there, but it's, yeah. it's important. No, it's okay. I actually, the, the tangent is spot on for our audience of, of agency owners and I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, the systems and processes are there for people to use, but it takes more than a system and a process to find success and find, you know, the a growing client base. Because uh, the biggest thing that I see, honestly, is in difference in outcomes is persistence. People like, no matter how you slice it, you're going to have to optimize different channels, whether it's Facebook ads to an agency funnel, whether it's uh, LinkedIn automated messages that are sending out and connecting to people, and then you're booking them in for sales calls, whether it's a VA that's cold calling people for on lists for your niche to book in sales calls, no matter what you're doing for lead gen, it rarely works from day one, rarely. You have to know that, be persistent with it and say, okay, I expected this, I expected a little resistance, right? Let me learn how do I optimize this to make it work better, to make to let the leads start coming in. But I find that today, in today's day, I oh my god, I'm, I sound old now. Ugh. <laughs> in today's day and age, I feel like people have very short. Um, not only do they have short attention spans, but they have a short span of period that they're willing to keep at something before they just throw their hands up and say it doesn't work. Uh, it didn't work. So I'm trying something else. It's like, what do you mean it doesn't work? It's, there's thousands of people that it's working amazing for. And you couldn't get a booked call in from LinkedIn in the first week. So you just stopped doing LinkedIn altogether and say LinkedIn doesn't work. What? No, you didn't work. <laughs> it's so it just that the persistence thing, you know, I think is a big gap in six in th the outcome. Really, yeah, totally, totally, totally. And I'm sure you work with people on the mindset that it takes to do that because a lot of times yeah. it's money, right? Like if you start running Facebook ads or something and it's costing you money and then you're like, after four days, you're kind of like, oh, Tyler, I've spent $400 and I've only gotten one lead. You know, it's like, should I shut it off? Like that's the question that you would get at that point, right? Yeah. It's no. training Are you... the money mentality. Yeah. 100%. And then you have to go into uh, the fact that you're going after... 10k 20k clients and if you're not willing to put in at least like a thousand dollars into the ad space to get a few calls coming in and to get your funnel cracked and to get those leads flowing through then you're actually your perspective is way out of whack because if it only took a few hundred dollars to land a twenty thousand dollar client right out the gate everybody would have no problems ever getting a client it would be the easiest thing in the world and everyone would be millionaires right so there's it's just understanding that there's a lot more that goes into the digital marketing sphere, whether you're an agency or any other business than just flipping the switch on, you know, mm -hmm. and that yeah. actually, that thing, that piece we just spoke about go, goes right into the expectations that agency owners need to have that conversation with their new clients too, because they're new yeah. clients. They, they, a lot of them think the same thing too. Okay, great. I hired the agency. So in a few weeks we'll have leads banging down the doors, right? And if you oversold in your sales process and you didn't tame the expectations to say, okay, you know, month one, we're testing ads, right? You're gonna get some leads, which will be great, but really the leads are gonna be much higher in cost in month one than they are in month three. And uh, we'll be optimizing over those three months to get your lead costs down, stable, consistent, 
And, you know, it's not going to be a light switch where it just rains gold, right? So it's just taming expectations as a digital marketer and an agency owner uh, with your clients and yourself. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it, but I like that tangent. That was good, Matt. Yeah, no, you're spot on. You're spot on. I used to play a lot of poker um, uh, back in the day. I'm 40 now, so I think... I had like a seven year period in my twenties where I played a lot of poker online and I even lived in Vegas for a little bit. And I made a YouTube video, like, I don't know, like a couple of months ago about how poker taught, like what, what poker taught me about the millionaire mindset. And like, it's a video you should probably send to all your clients before you start working with them. Because essentially the idea is as soon as you can divorce the emotion from the money, you'll immediately start making so much more money like you you have to look because when you're playing poker you're you have to 100 percent look at your chips as chips and always make the plus like like the 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 best possible game decision at any moment like when your turn is up in a hand and if you start thinking like oh i shouldn't call this raise because that might mean that I can't make my car payment next month, then you won't make the best decision in that hand. And the same thing goes for when you're trying to build your business. If you're saying, oh, I can't run another week of ads to get clients because what if I can't pay my car payment next month? You're just going to keep losing. Like You're going to end up being one of these people that just can't get their agency off the ground after two or three years because you can't get out of your head. Start looking at money like material objects, like just, a, it's just a story, you know, it's just a story. Um, and that's all well and fine for you. Now try to convince your clients that it's a whole other thing, but yeah, you do have to have that conversation, but honestly, it's for like, sure. are you building a business or not? If you're building a business, you need to just run the numbers and like, what do the numbers look like? What do I want to get? Do I want to get four to one on my ad spend? in order because that works with the cost of fulfillment great then that's what you need to do you need to spend a thousand dollars to get a four thousand dollar client or four thousand to get a twelve thousand dollar client you know it's just yeah. it's just numbers I, I i do understand that it's hard but it's numbers. for sure people especially it, well, it's harder for just new entrepreneurs people that are new to the space and they haven't they haven't spent you know a few thousand dollars on a funnel getting it to crack so that they could, you know, have those leads come through. So they see, you know, $500 spent on a funnel with only one lead and they're like, oh my God, it doesn't work. The, fir the first thing that I hear from people when they're in that mindset is it, my niche, it's, I have a bad niche always. They almost always go to the niche and it drives me crazy. And I'm like, no, your niche isn't bad because you spent a few hundred dollars and you haven't got a lead yet. Like this is the testing period. You're testing creative, you're testing audiences. It doesn't mean that suddenly dentists just stopped buying digital marketing or chiropractors or e-commerce stores. They all just stopped buying. No, that's not the thing. And I don't know why the digital marketers go straight to the niche, but that's the, the first place that they go. Well, what niche is better? It's not about that. Like every niche, you're going to have to go through different testing periods and you're gonna to have to optimize your lead channels. One thing that I find is a little bit easier than, you know, just forcing them down the, the paid ads channel and, and helping agency owners get there is if they're already, you know, pre-stressing about finances, it's like, okay, that's fine. Understand that. Let's go with something that's not as that's not going to stress you out every day you spend more money in ads. There are so many other ways to get leads for an agency outside of paid ads and funnels. And that's why in our program, we work with them on LinkedIn, which is just software, just automation software, which is just like a one once a month, you pay a small software fee, a lot less than Facebook ads, right? Um, there's, if there's VA cold callers, which are way less than Facebook ads as well. And you have a person on a VA calling all day for you. So there's plenty of lower cost routes to get leads that are going to stress, you know, a, a financially strapped person out a lot less. And I think it's just kind of understanding and the same thing goes, if you're an agency and you're bringing on clients and they're stressed out about finances, maybe you don't go with your most expensive lead gen route with them first. Maybe you take them down a, a path that's going to stress them out a little bit less. So it's also a little bit of balance of knowing like, all right, this is where their mindset is a let's work on their mindset, but B let's not make it a lot worse. The best thing that you can possibly do is be self-aware. So if you're not meditating, I highly recommend that you start meditating because if you can start to see the stories that you're telling yourself, you'll start to see where the bullshit is. And that's 
very, very important. Um, because we as humans, like we, like our evolution, like we used to forage and hunt and we had to like, get, like we, we have things in our physiology that are meant to get us to tense up and run really freaking fast when a lion attacks us because this is our evolution. So like now when we see any sort of stressor, our adrenal glands and everything goes nuts and we start to tense up and we start to go into survival mode. And that's what's happening to us when we're new entrepreneurs and we're starting to run paid ads and all these types of things. And we start worrying about our survivability. Like, can I pay my bills? Can I pay my rent and run this business at the same time and all these things? And then they all start. But in general, if, if that's constantly the story you're telling yourself, you're just not self-aware enough. You need to be able to see these thoughts for what they are. Oh, that's my brain trying to go into survival mode. But we know that survival mode doesn't make any money, you know? So we, okay, understand, let's put that aside and let's focus on the numbers, right? I think there's nothing more important than being self-aware about that stuff. I couldn't agree more. And also just where you put your energy. If you're someone who's not meditating and is worrying and you're you're spending, you're putting your energy constantly into... Uh, I'm, I'm losing money. This is how many days I have until I can't pay for this, or this is how many, you know, you're constantly adding up the pennies to, you know, stress out about the lack that you have. And you're putting all your energy into lack instead of meditating, visualizing, and putting your energy into what you are looking to achieve your goals, the positive outcomes, instead of the negative outcomes, you're going to have a completely different outcome, right? So I, I just you have to you have to be self-aware like you said you have to control your energy and you have to be um someone that is willing to do that kind of work because if you're not you're probably going to struggle your entire entrepreneurial life in my opinion but back on branding and personal branding matt how does one find i guess what you could you would consider the brand voice is it just in these systems that naming your own systems and what exactly would you call the brand voice? I mean, we talked a little bit more, or a little bit earlier about, you know, the XYZ method that you'd create, right? That's, that's your own thing. It's unique and it's eye-catching. Somebody, you know, would want to talk to you about that when you're using it in the offer sense. But in terms of like your overall brand voice, do you, how do you decide, oh, I want to be the fun guy or I want to be the, you know, really value driven and, and teach people things like, how do you decide that? Or does it happen naturally? Yeah, I don't think I would make a decision about about that. Um, I, I mean, I used to I used to teach acting, um, and now running a video ads agency, and 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 I and I and I help people create video ads as well, and I help them be confident on camera. We never give the advice to be something because you can't mm. actually be something like be be happy. Like so, if if you tell an actor in a scene like you want like you you're not getting the vibe from them, and you say be happy. <laughs> they, you can't be anything like it's not an active state of being you have to actually do something so i don't think that there's any good you should never try to be the fun guy or be fun or whatever um the one thing that i'll say is and this is just sales like energy is infectious so uh the more energy and confidence that you can bring to Anything that you put out there into the world, including your one-on-one -on -one sales calls, the more money you're going to make because people get roped into this infectious energy. And that's just a sales 101 type thing, right? Um, and uh, I, I think in general, that creates more... That energy and enthusiasm in general can create more magnetism as well. So I think... But again, you can't just be more energetic. I think that you need to create sort of a list of things that you can get excited about, like actually excited about, and you have something to say, which you feel strongly about and say those things. That's the best thing that you can possibly do. Um, just make sure that, I mean, I wouldn't even bother with trying to make it like super SEO optimized or anything. Just find things that you're really excited about and talk about them. I think that everybody here has friends, right? You know, like I probably have the least because I'm a 40 year old dad living in Allentown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I have internet friends, but uh, I think that everybody has friends. So there are people that like them, you know, 
we we try to get convinced that there's some people like we get imposter syndrome because it's like why does everybody gravitate to this person like why are they obsessed with them why aren't they obsessed with me i guess i'm not magnetic enough naturally i don't have it there but everybody you all have friends right like everybody has people that like them they're used, meaning if you're just if you just talk about what you can get excited about and your own unique way of doing things the people that are going to be your best possible clients will be magnetized to you because you're awesome right you know you're cool you're you're great you have your own thing about you like it, it doesn't matter like if you're not as energetic as i am or you don't you're, you're like oh i can't like talk like matt forever about whatever you know it doesn't matter because people are going to be drawn to you like even if you're quieter or whatever it might be. People can see passion and enthusiasm behind in, in, in the smallest voices at the lowest volume, you know, if you're passionate. So that's my best sort of advice, which is sort of a cop-out answer. But honestly, if you try to just be something or I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that, unless you're like an actor. And some of these people that are making a lot of money like are essentially actors. Like if you meet them, they're completely different people than they are in their YouTube channel or something. Um, but why do that? Uh, that Sounds just like makes... twice the amount of work. It is. It's twice the amount of work and you may never be able to do it. And also like, who cares? Like stop comparing yourself to other people. Like that's just the best way to make yourself broke. Just do your I own think, thing. I think the lesson there is really uh, go the easy route and be yourself. <laughs> You're good enough to get uh, to build your own personal brand and find uh, some confidence before you go out and, and, and force yourself through it. Because if you're if you're really shaky and not confident then it's probably going to be a lot worse of an experience but but yeah being being a different character in your personal brand sounds honestly exhausting <laughs> i could definitely going to do that the best way to practice it is getting on more sales calls and being mm -hmm. confident about what you do in those sales calls because essentially when you're out there with your personal brand you're just on a bunch of big sales group sales calls, right? You're just trying to sell yourself. You're trying to sell products and services, whether that's there's different avenues through value, whatever it is, webinars, organic YouTube videos where you teach somebody something. It's all just one big sales mechanism. Otherwise, why do it? So uh, unless you're a journalist and you're not, you guys are building agencies. Like you're doing this so that you can generate phone calls to make money, right? So um, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that, but <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Matt, you mentioned earlier about speaking gigs uh, and podcast experiences, which I think could definitely elevate a personal brand. How does one go about getting more of those? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I think the best, the best possible thing that you can do to get more speaking engagements is make, is making connections with people that, are speaking <laughs> and uh, obviously the direct decision makers of those things. I mean, that's how I've done it. But when I first started getting a lot of speaking gigs, um, I mean, one thing that I did was write a, was I wrote a book um, and uh, that book was purely there. I mean, I think it's a good book. I think it has a lot of value. I think it's awesome. It teaches you how to make video. It's great. It's a lot of experience there. But the main reason I wrote the book is to, is for, to be, you know, to be seen as an expert in, in the space. And it's a piece of leverage for that. Um, so being a pub, I, having, a, having that published work and enabled you to get more speaking gigs. It did. It did. Um, but I think the biggest thing that you can do is get in front of people and then be awesome when you're in front of them. So I think that, um, what I did when I started getting like, I think what started the ball rolling for me to get a lot of speaking gigs was my own personal podcast, um, which I'm about to relaunch. It hasn't been around for a year, but my own personal podcast, I would interview people like that were sort of above me in status as far as speaking stuff went. And they would love being on my show and then they would invite me to their show. And then the decision makers would start listening to their shows and they'd be like, Hey, who's this Matt guy? We got to get him on our thing. And the podcast stuff started to accelerate into the speaking gigs, but you could do the same thing with YouTube channels. Um, you could probably do the same thing with guest blogging, although that's obviously harder because it's harder to build affinity people through the written word, but you can do it. 
Um, so the biggest thing is, is making connections. And the best way to make connections easily is to have some sort of content channel to invite them to, because people love feeling important. You know, so if you invite people, I mean, that's like, that's our core desire in life. If you haven't read how to win friends and influence people, go read it now and don't do anything else. It'll make you so much money. People want to feel important. So if you invite them to your show, whatever it is, um, you're making them feel important. Like they're an expert. And, um, if you can make a good case with them, they'll come on and you build rapport with them. And, uh, hopefully you can find a way to continue to work with each other and you can follow up with them. That's a good strat. That, that's the strategy that I use. It worked pretty well for me. And then I had the collateral of the book and other things to be like, Oh yeah, this guy is an expert and you know, all this other types of stuff. Love it. Love it. All right, Matt, I have one last question for you uh, that I ask everyone that comes on my show. Oh, good. So, is it a fun one? I like the fun ones. It is a more fun one. What is the number one, and you can only give one, piece of advice you would give to someone that is just starting their marketing agency? Okay, I'm going between two things. <laughs> Um, okay. because I'm not sure I would say I'm on the fence about this, but I'm going to say if you're just starting your marketing agency, you should be spending a minimum of 35 clocked hours per week on activities that you know are directed at generating sales calls. There's nothing more that you should be doing. You do not exist without clients. So if you're just starting your marketing agency, every like 98% of your time, maybe a hundred should be on generating sales calls. That's what I would do. And what was the other thing? <laughs> I could only give one. What are you doing? The other well, thing I was, was I was wondering if mindset should be first. I was wondering if the first thing that you should do should be to find some way to just knock your brain into a way to think about money as numbers and start thinking abundantly, like spend time doing abundance meditations. <laughs> so yeah. if we had to mix them, we would say, okay, uh, spend 90, spend, spend 30, uh, let's see, 15, let's see, let's say two, four, six, eight. So 20, that would be, a hundred minutes a week. Yeah. Spend. So meditate 20 minutes every morning with meditations on abundance. My favorite app is meditation studio. I don't remember. I think muse bought them, but like you can download it on your phone. It's awesome. Like great guided meditations do that for 20 minutes every morning and then spend the next eight hours generating sales calls. Wow. That would be a great way. That would be awesome. Like that's what everybody should be doing because it sets you up for success. Cause you're going to go in there and be like money grows on trees. So let's yeah. go get it. You know, that's I love the best it. way to do it. Yeah. I love it. Matt Johnston. Thank you so much for being on this episode. I think it was fun. Tyler, even though we me, had, buddy. of course, even though we had lots of tangents, I think there was lots of value in those tangents. So <laughs> well, I mean, I've run an agency for many years, so I guess I have a lot to share through those things as well. It was fun to talk about. Thank you again, Matt. That's going to be it for today's episode. If you're ready to take your agency to the next level and have your leads, your team, and your sales all done for you, then apply now at dfy-agency-program.com slash scale. That's dfy-agency-program.com slash scale. There will be a clickable link in the podcast show notes below. See you in the next episode of the Digital Marketing Agency Builders Podcast.